Hi, this is Demi. Towards the end of this interview, we touch on some difficult subjects, including bullying and sexual assault. If you're concerned that they might be triggering for you, please skip over the community questions section of this interview. If not, sit back, relax, and enjoy a fantastic interview with the very open and warm Cell Heels. World of Warcraft community is the best community ever. It is so good. Around how much it's helped solidify friendships, you know, like. The third faction is the important, is truly the most important, because we all have a say in it. Hello, and welcome to The Third Faction, a podcast about the community of World of Warcraft. I'm your host, Demetanov, but you can call me Demi, and I'm joined by the man with the best voice in podcasting, it's Bricko. Hey, buddy. Hi, Demi. How are you today? I'm very, very good, thank you. How has your week in WoW been? It's been busy on retail, actually. Uh, always come back uh, to retail from Classic. Yeah, I I never like was gonna stay away, stay away, but my <laughs> classic tune needed some rested XP. So when when that happens, you got to go to retail. And uh, Lister and I had been fishing and just doing stuff in Bastion and Maldraxxus and just keeping up with stuff on that end. And I got my renown up to nine, which is pretty good, I think, considering I don't hardly play retail. Yeah, so. yeah, good. But stuff. yeah, it's been pretty busy. Yeah, it's been fun. Good. I'm glad to see you've come back to the retail side. <laughs> <laughs> and our guest this week is someone extra special. From becoming naughty turkey, to healing in Mythic Plus, to being unapologetically themselves, they're a big shining light in streaming and in the WoW community. We are delighted to welcome Cell Heels to the show. Welcome! Welcome <laughs> Cell That's so kind of you. <laughs> How has your week in WoW been? My week has been busy. <laughs> so I am working on Keystone Master for getting the mount from Mythic Plus, timing them all in a 15. And I have two left to complete. Just what? two. I'm so wow. close. <laughs> Good for you. Thank That's you. Awesome. You'll understand why I'm so much in awe of that when I tell you about my week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm also the guild leader of Tilted Halos on Stormrange, and this week was our first week entering Mythic, and we downed the first two Mythic bosses in Raid. Um, thank nice. you. Nice. And our second I boss. I push my applause button for that. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> our second kill only had five people alive at the end, but it was a kill, it's and a kill is a kill. kill. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Exciting. And sometimes um, that's, those are the best ones. Yeah, you absolutely. It, yeah. And you all remember it. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. So it's been a lot of progression and gearing, and I'm actually working on my tank. Cell heels turning to cell tanks, maybe? I don't know. But we've been on a big bear tank throwing that bear butt around, yeah. and we're hoping. Throwing yeah. my weight around for once. Oh, you got to <laughs> love those bear tanks. Those bear butts are great. I love them. Yeah. I've got a bear tank. Oh, we love them. Yeah. Well, my week's been pretty eventful. So I had, not this week that we're coming to the end of now, but the week before, I wasn't living at home because I was having my bathroom done. So I did no no Warcraft. So I've made up for it this week. Starting on Saturday, last Saturday with five hours straight playtime with Chumpa Chump um, on his 12-hour stream. Followed up by Tuesday and Wednesday with some streams of our own with me and the kiddo, which basically involves me tanking dungeons and having anxiety attacks while he runs around and levels up. 
but we got a lot of gifted subs. Griggsy came and raided us. We had loads of laughter. It was really good fun. And then on Thursday night, our super casual guild, Sticky Bandits, which I have become the accidental guild leader for, went to Castle Vampire Pants, as the Girls Gone Wild call it, for the third time. And we got five for ten. On normal, nice. we got Zymos on the second pull, um, which was, yeah, as Louis saying in chat, we're casual but pro. Um, <laughs> we've made <laughs> nice. progress on every single raid. Uh, we've only, As I say, we've only been in there three times, and we only raid for two and a half hours each time. Oh. So to have done what we've Impressive. done in that time is, is yeah. amazing, yeah. I'm really, really chuffed. Yeah. We're, we're, we're a pretty good bunch. We won't talk about how much rum Louis drinks while he's raiding, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So, gentlemen, shall we get to the business of the day? Greetings, sir and or ma'am. We've got some questions. Bricko, would you like to take the standard questions or the guest-specific questions? I'll do the guest-specific ones this week. Okay. I will start with the standard questions then. So, Sal, are you blue team, red team or purple team? Well, much like the color of my walls, <laughs> I am very much blue team. I have played a horde before, um, and I've had expansions where I've raided as horde. Um, through most of WAD, I was horde, um, but I made the transfer back to Alliance in like the middle of Legion, and I haven't looked back. <laughs> I um, I've always loved the Alliance. I just think aesthetically they're more pleasing to me. And my favorite racer are gnomes. <laughs> so nice. it kind of was like, you know what? I'm sorry. These goblins look like green buggers. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> and I've been back to being my alliance self. And I really like that because if you look on NA servers, and I'm not sure if it's the same on EU or not, but on NA servers, there's a lot more horde players than alliance players. So if you look at the Hall of Fame, I think like the top 100 guilds to down, there was like nine alliance guilds and the rest were horde, which is like huge. So I like bringing in a higher end content, especially to the streaming world as well as being alliance to show that yes, the alliance players can still do this. We exist. We just <laughs> don't have little horns coming out of our foreheads. Like, <laughs> Mr. Adrenai, of course. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, I'm... That's cool. I primarily play on alliance because that's where all my friends are, but... And it can be a bit depressing sometimes when you realise that Alliance as Raiders, we're not seen as being up there. So I'm all for that. So thank you for your, what you're doing for us all there. So tell us, when did you start playing World of Warcraft and what got you hooked? Oh no. <laughs> oh, so I, uh, I started playing in Wrath of the Lich King and I started leveling a Hunter first. And I got to probably level 40 or something and I was like I hate it here so I made a holy priest <laughs> and I fell in love with the holy priest and I was a holy priest main for 13 years wow. uh, this is the first expansion I've switched to a resto shaman but I have loved that priest for so many years and I started because I may or may not have been dating a guy who played wow and he was like oh I love it come play on the forgotten coast with me so I did it we're not together I never played well with them once. He doesn't play anymore, and I'm still here living my best life playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> 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 
but I've played ever since I've, I just was drawn to healing. And when I picked the priest out of all the classes to because I remember thinking, I want to do something where I feel like I'm a good player. I don't yes. want to be like, and I know like even the Alliance and Horde, there's like the stigma that the Horde are the bad characters and the Alliance, the good kid. And that's not true. Both have done terrible things, but it's <laughs> yeah. that. It's the stigma when I look at like, I mean, when I thought of a priest, like holy priests are like the defenders, I kind of thought, because I didn't want to be a paladin and then be forced to have to be a tank because tanking was terrifying. <laughs> so that has basically been how I fell into love with like healing and being, well, I was a priest, but now my gorgeous shaman. She is beautiful. She is <laughs> a fine looking little shaman. Yes, she is. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say is your favorite place in Azeroth? My favorite place, that is so hard because there are some really beautiful spots if you like wander. Because I do do a lot of end game content, but I also do like to like explore everywhere. I think one of my favorite places, um, there's a waterfall in Wintergrass, the, the PvP. Yes. And I love that zone. I'm, actually, this is kind of a sad story, but when I first played, I was told that there was an in game funeral held for somebody there who passed away IRL. Oh. And I've kind of been drawn to that spot ever since because it really is a gorgeous spot to be in, especially for, like, Wrath. And as the game has, like, updated over the past couple of years and all the new zones that have popped up, it has still stayed, like, a staple and been really cute. If you haven't looked at it, I highly recommend going to explore that area. It is very beautiful. Yeah, Wintergrasp is stunning. Yeah. That was mm -hmm. a really fun zone, too. That was I like that PvP. That was Me fun. too. Yeah, it was... We went, we went back there... It must have been before the launch of Shadowlands and we were bored. We couldn't do anything. You need, you still need a full raid team to go in there and do anything because it's such a big area. Like Even if yeah. you just go in with five of you, you can't actually claim any of the workshops or anything because by the time you claimed it, you go somewhere else and the horde just goes and sits there and then you go, oh, <laughs> needs more people. Anyway, what would you say? I think we might have an idea about what this the answer to this might be, but maybe you'll surprise us. What is your most liked activity? Would it be PvP, questing, dungeons, raids, something else? <laughs> so definitely raiding. Raiding is my favorite part of this game. Uh, I like dungeons and I like Mythic Plus, but my heart will always be with raiding. Um, I just, that's like the first thing I did. And entering a raid when you're with like, 19 other people, or as I used to love, nine. I miss 10 men rating yeah. so much. But before that, I love, like, I made so many connections. And when you down those bosses for the first time with those people, that's like a memory you always have. And maybe it's a video game or whatever, but it's an accomplishment. It's an achievement. And I feel like that, like, bonds with people. So rating is for sure there. Mythic Plus this season, though, is, like, I'm in love. with This is the most Mythic Plus and the most I've ever pushed before because I haven't really enjoyed it. And I'm wondering if I enjoy it more now because I'm not playing a holy priest and resto shamans are a lot, um, they've got more tools in their toolkit, if you will, than a holy priest did. So I've been really enjoying the five man too. Um, but rating, rating is definitely like my number one. Actually, this expansion is the first time I've tried something different where I'm teaching people how to raid. So. Oh, cool. Well, exactly, right? Like, uh, so um, as you guys know, I'm a streamer. And one of the biggest things I hear from doing any of my high-end content, whether it's a five-man, maybe it's even doing arenas at like 1,600, which isn't that high, but like that's my arena level, is that um, people tell me they're afraid to pug with people. They're afraid to go into random groups or they've been in and they've been kicked because they've been low damage. They don't understand. Or they were in a guild and it disbanded. Like there's so many like negative 
um, vibes and feeling with writing that it hurt me because I love writing so much. So I thought I want to teach people and I want them to get that same feeling of achievement by, by doing these. So we started doing normal. So our first time we had 30 people from the stream community come to our normal raid. So that's max capacity. Yeah. Right. And we downed 10 of 10 normal our first week. So good. And then we rated the second week and we did nine. So we were a little bit short, but none of my guild was able to make the second one. So it's one night, one day a week on a Saturday and it's three hours. So we did 10 of bosses, nine bosses, 10 bosses, and then we did 10 bosses again yesterday. And in two and a half hours, we're getting faster and faster. And what I've been able to do is if somebody wants me to, I've been going over their logs with them so I can tell them. So in your rotation, someone who's parsing higher than you, they're doing this, this, and this, where your uptimes on these spells or abilities are lower. So uh, like I'll use our tank as an example for crit from the normal run. Her first week, all of her parses were gray, like 12 percentile. Last night, she was in the 80s. So sometimes all you need is someone to tell you, okay, so your spell rotation's off, your enchants are off, your stats are off. And if you can fix that, you can do better. So she went from 12s to 50s to 7. Like every week she's constantly improved and she feels great about it. And now she's actually tanking almost 15s in Mythic Plus and she's brand new to the game. She's never done it before in a month. Like that's, it's so exciting. So rating wins hands down and the (laughs) next heroic progression for the first time so i'm interested to see how far we're gonna get yeah oh that's so cool yeah you should come coach our rating (laughs) 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 i mean the reason we do it so casually is because so many of us raided like back in wrath and that was our key time to raid and then we've a lot of us have got kids some of the guys have stepped down from like big hardcore raiding guilds some of them raid with other people and then come and have a chill with us as well so it's just it is a lot of fun and that thing you said about the connections you make when you're raiding the connections that i made with those people in wrath are still there i'm still playing with a lot of those people today you know we might have drifted apart and done different things in the meantime but now we're back and we're raiding again and it's it's yeah i love it too i love it too do you have a particular moment in World of Warcraft that blew you away? It might be like the first time through the Dark Portal, or for me, it's the first time I saw the Wrathgate cinematic, or something that just made you sort of sit up and go, holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, actually, yes. So it was a cinematic in BFA, and it's when Sylvanas yelled that the Horde was nothing. So we know that cinematic. I actually cried when... I don't want to say a spoiler in case someone is new or they're watching, but someone dies in it's that cinematic. I was like heartbroken. And like, actually I put that on YouTube and that was the, my largest video I've ever had on YouTube with 10,000 views, which Yay! was amazing. Yeah, um, cool. But that is the one moment where I was just like, all right, Sylvanas, gloves are off, girl. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> um, but there is another moment that's not specifically wow that has taken my heart. And it's actually last year, my birthday's in September. Last year, somebody in my community gave me a Brutosaur for my birthday. And the entire stream community, they actually surprised me. And they made like their own quest chain for me to find the Brutosaur. I had to go to the MOP island and find these dinosaur bones. And I did it live. And then I went to the spot and there was like 
60 people from the stream E when any that mean like trial accounts and they had like rainbow generators and they had like they walked me down the red carpet and shot to give me the quest reward. It was probably it was the, the most wholesome moment I've ever had That's in my amazing. life. That it was it was incredible. And then like I lost it. Like just give me five million gold. I'm gonna tell you about them out. And uh, like I'm so fortunate. I never would have had a Brutosaur ever if it wasn't for for Necro. And like it's just incredible. Yeah. So like that just shows like the amount of people that can come together. And like I'm fortunate it was me, but like regardless if it was me or not, just that there was like 60 to 80 people that decided to make these accounts just to be there to experience that moment. Like there is some very kind-hearted people that play this game, absolutely. Yeah, and um, the more That's of true. those people that we can shine a spotlight on, the less darkness there is and the less spaces there are for the toxic people that we don't really want in the community. So, absolutely. Uh, well, the, the next question was going to be, what was your best experience in WoW community? But I think you may have just answered it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would probably be it. Um, at least, like, I, there's a close runner-up. So that one was more stream-related, but my guild did something for me last week or the week before, actually, which then they surprised me. So as people know, I have been trying to get partnered on Twitch, and I had applied in the summer and I was declined. Uh, Twitch told me they wanted to see uh, more consistency and we've fallen down a little bit from when I applied this summer, which is totally fine. The new expansion, everyone's yeah. playing. Uh, but my guild knew that I was a little bit, um, not not upset, but like disheartened, maybe yeah. is a better word. Yeah. Just because it kind of takes the wind out of your sails a little bit. Sure. So what uh, one of my friends, who's one of our healers, Vandalism, did, she went behind my back to the rest of the guild. And they raised over $300. And they were able to, for us to do giveaways. So we gave away oh, a Razor Naga Trinity mouse yeah. and a Razor Black Widow keyboard oh, and cool. game time to the community. But they raised that money themselves to donate to give back to the community because they knew how happy I was and how great the community mm -hmm. is. So for a group of like cutting edge raiders or like high end players to see that like, like they just, they stepped up and they didn't need to because yeah. my guild and my stream are completely different. Like they're two different entities, if you will, but they overlapped. And that was such a, like another big wholesome moment again for like no reason, just because they wanted to help. That's, that's another huge community thing for me. Oh, it's breaking cool. my heart. Yeah. Oh, this is really happies. lovely. All the happies. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do, you know, we don't, like to focus on this but we do feel we have to ask what your worst experience in the community might have been and how you overcame it and if you have any advice for others in a similar situation and that's how we kind of frame it because we want people to have help and for sure you can get past these horrible things <laughs> Yeah. So something that happened, not so much, like if you're just typing, like people don't see anything except for what you've achieved in the game, right? Um, but as I mentioned earlier, I am the guild leader of Tilted Halos and I did recruitment every expansion until this one. And we had interviewed somebody and in my description for what our guild is, you can find it on like WoW Armory and I've got little stuff in trade here and there. But I make sure I make mention that we are LGBTQIA plus positive as well as female friendly because there have been a lot of females that I have heard that have been turned down to guilds because they think that girls can't play. So I make sure that I put it in my writing that yes, we are 100% friendly and also to the LGBTQIA plus community because um, as it so happens, people can be homophobic in 2021. Um, I was in the middle of interviewing somebody and I was going over this brief introduction. So like 30 seconds and the person responded, you sound gay. And they left our discord server. 
like in front, I couldn't believe it. And then they joined another guild and their guild started writing me mail in game on the server, harassing me. So we changed factions back to Alliance and they continued. They made Alliance characters to keep sending me games. And this was on the time where there was still, we were on a PVP server on Bleeding Hollow where uh, they actually put a bounty on me specifically. So I was leveling through, I want to say it was the very beginning of Legion um, in like where the war mode was on or like it was a PVP server. You couldn't go anywhere and it was a horde dominant server. So there was a bounty on me. So there was one zone I couldn't res. I had like, I just, as soon as I would res, I was dead everywhere. That was probably the worst thing. And it all stemmed because I was gay. Like this was before I was streaming, but just because of who our guild was. And we were the top Alliance guild. And when we were horde, we were top tens. Like we were a represented guild. Um, but because someone was homophobic, they had harassed me in game. And like, you can report all of that. Like, but realistically, even if you report that blizzard is still like, it's going to a customer service person and they probably get how many reports a day? Like thousands. I would, there's no way it's going to get responded to. So I just did that whole, just ignore it. It will go away. But then we turned into stream like now, and now I'm fabulous. So that's how I kind of (laughs) dealt with it. (laughs) My guild definitely supported me the entire way. They all paid money to switch um, from Horde to Alliance. And then we paid money and we changed servers because of it as well, because it just wouldn't stop. Um, So like, to me, that's a huge, a huge community thing where like I was attacked because someone thought I sounded gay, which I am, I'm very gay. I will, I'll tell you right now. But that, just because I was gay was a reason for someone not want to want to go and do progression because they'd have to listen or talk to or hear a gay person speaking. Oh, like, it, and like that just, that's unacceptable to me. And that was only a few years ago. But even now, like, uh, I was in trade chat last week and someone dropped the F-bomb, which is a slur for homosexual mm-hmm. uh, males. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, just like, and there's no consequences because even if you report that on uh, to like the blizzard or whatever, they get like a two day suspension or a two hour. That is not enough. If somebody is that ignorant where they can say any kind of a slur, I don't care. Minimum should be a week ban. If they do it again, month ban. Like, don't just start on a two hour ban or a date. Like, you need to hit them harder because we all play WoW. We love this game. Whether you're a bigot or whether you are just someone who wants to play the game, if you are told you can't play this game for like a week, I don't know what I would do. I would lose my marbles. (laughs) (laughs) Make it sting. Right? Like, they need to learn. Like, it's kind of like you have a child and there are positive reinforcements and there are negative reinforcements. But if you are never going to discipline, then they're going to think it's fine. And, like, I think gaming is the future. No matter what you're playing, if you're playing Apex Legends or if you're playing WoW or CSGO, whatever, it's an opportunity. There's, like, 100,000 people at any given time that are on Twitch, as an example. That is a huge force of people. So if you can teach and educate people to just be better and do better... That's a huge impact you can have on the world. Like you can change the world with it. So I think that like companies like Blizzard and companies like Twitch, they need to, they need to acknowledge when people are hurting other people within their community and not just be like, here's a rainbow flag for this day. Like they need to do a little bit more because like, even with pride, I mentioned this before too. Like I would love to see a pride event in Blizzard. Like, not necessarily a month. Give us a weekend. You do yeah. these weekends for like winter yeah. solstice and stuff, but like let's just show appreciation. Put up, uh, can you imagine Orgamar and Stormwind in June? A parade of like the unicorns we have and stuff, like just like bright and stuff. Like I think people would love it. Get a couple pets or something. And why, and why can't they hang rainbow flags? 
Like, right, like it doesn't hang right. everything else off the buildings in the capital city. Right. Like, what would stop them putting out rainbow flags? And it's, like so, in, anything, you know. in in this expansion, we were seeing LGBTQIA plus representation. We saw the uh, in the Night Fae campaign. There's two. There's yes. a gay deer scene yes. in uh, Bastion. There's a trans represent. Like there's there is actually we can see it. Uh, there's a there's a large people a large amount of people that watch that are LGBTQIA plus and that play the game. So. Why not have some representation and be more exclusive? If you can make a game like Overwatch with openly gay and trans characters, why can't you do something more in your other games as well? Like adding in a flag. Like, I don't see how that is that complicated to do. You've got the rainbow generator already. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know, it doesn't feel like a big step up from a rainbow generator to have rainbow flags and do a parade, does it really? Mm -hmm. I mean, they've got the code there. Just switch out some of the Brewfest stuff for like rainbow flags and get everybody on their mounts and you know, be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I built for that. Absolutely. <laughs> so where did you find your WoW community? So obviously you've got the guild, so I imagine mm-hmm. that was a community before you got into streaming. So why don't you tell us about how you've got both of them, where you found them both? Well, uh, so I'm, <laughs> um, this is lame, but so I mentioned <laughs> earlier when I joined uh, World of Warcraft and I was leveling this holy priest, I didn't know what a guild was and I was questing an outland and I was like pumping some Beyonce and her halo had gone the song, I could be your halo. And I was like, what a great guild name, Tilted Halos. So I've never <laughs> been in a guild that wasn't Tilted Halos. I started it in the very beginning and I don't even know for what, maybe it was for leveling and then I pugged into um, a raid, I guess my first time in Wrath, and I started to get like known as someone who pugged, and they were com- like completing these pug groups, and it just kind of turned into a guild. So that's how my guild started, way back when, questing out there, dancing and jamming to Beyonce to Halo, and then awesome. we were created. <laughs> and so one of my friends who was an officer, uh, she's my mod now, she's my long-standing mod, Lemonade, she was starting to kind of stream a little bit because she has a background in game design. Okay. And she told me, so I really think you should stream. And I, I didn't really know what Twitch was. Like I've been streaming for, it'll be three years in July-ish, somewhere in that area. So I didn't really know what it was. And I had kind of dabbled where I would like record our boss killings and we would use those videos to show new recruits what we've done in those fights. Because sometimes it's easier to see the differences on different strats when you get into the higher end content. Um, so I was like, well, okay, we can kind of dabble. So I streamed a little bit of World of Warcraft to start. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't reaching what I wanted to do. And I just thought this is kind of like, it wasn't for me. So then I would play a little bit of Fortnite. I know I played Fortnite, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) So I streamed a little Fortnite. I would stream a little bit. Um, oh, there's a game where you have to turn in the forest. That's what it's called. I streamed the forest for a little bit. And then I streamed Dead by Daylight for about a year and a half. And I quit WoW. I quit WoW completely. Um, and I started to get a following from Dead by Daylight, and it was for my reactions, but I missed well. But when I was streaming well, I was only getting like two or three viewers, and viewers don't matter. But when I set my mind to something, I want to do it, and yeah. I want to change the world, I want that representation. And I felt like because there are so many streamers that stream well, like if you look at well, there's hundreds of people, and a whole bunch of have zero viewers and like under 10, and then you see the next where it's like. 20 to 40 and then to the next there is like 50 to 300 and then it's like the thousands so it's like there's these little cluster groups of yeah. people 
Um, and then I don't know why I, I came back after the year and a half of DVD and I was just kind of dabbling and I went from having an average of like 40, 50 people from there to 10. And I was like, Ooh, <laughs> maybe this is the move for me, but I kept at it because I love well, and that is my game. And it's a game that I know I can do competitively. And now we're growing and our average has moved up. People, I, it's so, it's, it's weird and bizarre to me. If I go into someone's chat, just to talk to them and someone yells, oh my God, it's so heels. And the streamer's like, I'm it's so heels. And I'm like, oh God, please calm down. <laughs> I might have done that when you went up to <laughs> <laughs> it's bizarre because like I'm I'm a little like I'm a little fish. I, I'm seeing that quote from Hottie Chicken because she I'm just a little fish, but I am a like I'm tiny. And it's just it like size in streaming is is relative to who the streamer is, right? Like there are some streamers that bring in 150 and they think that they're a really small streamer, but compared to someone who brings in five viewers, that's massive. Like that, yeah. right? Like it, it's all different. And to me, I feel very small, but it's just, it's such a weird, a weird feeling to go somewhere and be recognized. And then I think, yo, I am, I am making a difference. People are seeing that there is representation and representation matters. And I know uh, it was a couple months ago, uh, someone came into my stream and they told me to take my sexuality out of the stream because I would be a better content creator if I just shut up and played the game basically, because I was a good healer. And you can't do that. You can't tell someone to not be who they are because that's going to help somebody else be who they are. And like, I can't begin to tell you guys how many people have messaged me via Twitter or discord to tell me how they've gotten the strength to come out or um, they've realized who they are. And like, they've been able to be open with their, their family and their friends with their sexual orientation or their gender or like, it doesn't matter. Like, and that to me is the most rewarding thing. If I can help one person, one person a stream, I think I'm doing my job because I know what it's like to to be a, to feel like you're alone or you're worthless or you're not right. And I know what it's like to go down a darker path where um, for me, and I've, I'm very, I'm a sex positive person and I've talked about this on my stream. Um, when I was in my early twenties, I don't know the first names of over half the people I've slept with. I have no idea. Um, and that's not, nothing is wrong, but I did some very risky, risky things. Like I'm lucky that I'm safe. And I don't mean from like getting an STI or STD because I think it's a really bad stigma. I mean that I'm still alive today. Like I put myself in some very bad situations and I think people need to, need to hear those stories, especially the younger generation that's just kind of figuring themselves out. Like, yes, you're going to be 18. Yes, you can go on any app you want. Whether Even if you're straight, you can go on those apps and you can go meet these people. But you don't know who these people are. You don't. You're inviting them into your home, which is your safety. It's your safety yeah. net. And if you're inviting them in, you don't know what can happen. So I'm very open about that situation and like that comes back to wow because people play wow in my opinion a lot of the time to escape some sort of a reality like it's any video game you want to play a game to like yes it's fun but you're also leaving whatever shit storm in your life is happening for that brief time whether you're playing stardew valley maybe you're playing overwatch maybe it's wow you're getting that mental break which people need but just don't forget when you're turning that game off there's still a life you live and you need to be safe in that life you're living as well well said. Sound yep. advice, people. Sound <laughs> advice. And as somebody who freaks out just having a guy in my house when I'm just dating, I've dated it. The guy that I had five dates with invited him to my house once, freaked out, and haven't seen him since. <laughs> you know? Oh, no. That was safe. That was completely safe. I knew he wasn't going to do anything or I wouldn't have invited him into my house, but I realized 
this is my safe space and I can't have somebody in here that I'm not ready to have in my house yet. But and that's, that's also, fair. Yeah, but that's also because so. I'm like a glacier and it takes me about 18 months to warm up to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to do what's right and comfortable for you, right? Like, Because you, again, five dates, you still don't really know that person. Like you've seen them, you can recognize them, but you don't know what's underneath. Yeah. No. And five dates in quarantine when all you can do is go out for a walk. <laughs> yeah, that's like, fair. Fucking hell, do I have to go around another country park? Why not just go for dinner? <laughs> no, we couldn't just go for dinner. Anyway, yeah. Best off out. Best off out. We'll, we'll save that for like Demi's dating disasters for like another special podcast or something. I'd subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I need to wait to be actually dating again because there's just nothing happening at the moment. <laughs> Let's go back on topic. <laughs> what would you say the WOW community means to you right now? A lot, especially with the pandemic. Like, so, uh, <clears throat> this is a hard question because I do think it means a lot because a lot of my spare time is playing wow as people know and like i do stream world of warcraft five days a week for like six to 12 hours a day like that's a lot of wow that's a lot of wow <laughs> but i feel like um as long as i am i'm having a good time and i'm making these connections and i'm making people also feel better about themselves um I'm helping somebody and that makes, makes it even more worse. I'm like, I could run dungeons until I'm blue in the face. And I did that. <laughs> I did that on like Tuesday. I took the day off. <laughs> uh, the WoW community is great. And what I've seen since I've switched completely from like Dead by Daylight to World of Warcraft. I've been WoW for over a year now. Um, the support. Like when we applied for a partner, I was averaging just shy of 90 people per stream. And just this is a number thing, but it just it shows the support. Yeah, yeah. Um, and over that time in August, I went from like 90 to 60. I lost like 30 people in a month. And I don't know what changed. I was like, I was beating myself up, but consistently the people that were there before that spike to 90, they've stuck with me. So they're like, they're inspired and they believe in me and they believe in the message. So like, those are WoW players. That is my WoW community, my guild. Like I've played with most of these players since Kata, like MO, like I've known them for a very long time. That's my community. Yeah. Seeing somebody who's being toxic in a PvP match or they're writing some forum up about how Blizzard owes them this, this, and that. Like, shut up. Just stop complaining. Um, like, that kind of stuff isn't my community because I don't have to deal with it. I can deal with people that genuinely care and put their heart and their soul into this game because it gives them so much as well. So I want to say my experiences in the community I've met in the WoW community are, like, like words can't even because they're so... They're just genuine and they care. And yeah, they're, they don't care and you can join into random groups and leave and screw somebody, whatever. That's that's your prerogative. But I want to say overall that my experiences have been like really high and I think the WoW community is dope. Like they're just always <laughs> in that corner. <laughs> and like, I also love the rivalry you get from the WoW community. Like if you're Horde or Alliance, like it's a big, everyone knows I, I love the Alliance and people talk Horde. I'm like, oh, well. That's a choice. But <laughs> like it's all in good fun and you can have these like these fun like little jabs at the other faction, but like nobody is like actually mad where if you look at some of the sport ball situation that happens. <laughs> <laughs> some people get actually really mad. They want to fight over it. I haven't met someone who wanted to fight me because I'm alliance, at least IRL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not gonna walk down the street shouting like 
Come no, and fight me just... if you're the horde. Come and fight oh. me if you're a light. It's just fun. And I think if you meet anybody who plays WoW, no matter what faction or from where you are, if you're E or any you're in your like your real life and you cross paths, you have that instant like, eh, like you're just like, no, right? And you start talking about it, and it's like that foundation on a friendship. So like WoW is such a strong, it's got a strong community, a strong player base, and I'm definitely team WoW forever. <laughs> <laughs> And the last question then of the standard questions, and this one can be a bit tough for some people. Um, who do you admire in the WoW community and why? Who that is a really tough question. Like a really tough question. <laughs> we know, we know we've been asked it too in the past, so <laughs> I'm going to say, like, I've got a toss-up between a few people, actually, and I'm going to just list the three of them at that time with you. So you guys all know, my girl's hottie chicken. Like, I love me some hottie chicken, and I love the message of, like, love and be you and mental health that she brings. I also like the representation she brings for um, an older crowd of gaming that's not necessarily someone who's 19. And there's nothing wrong. You can be 19. Like, I'm yes, get it. Like, live your life. But it's nice to see that you can log into Twitch and look under WoW and you can see people that are playing this game from all different ages and backgrounds. That's a really nice thing. I also like what Hottie stands for as a woman content creator. Cause I do think that women need to be empowered and like people that have privilege. Like I, I'm going to ignore, I am a white male. I might be gay, but I'm still a white male. I have a lot of privilege and privilege is not a bad word. It's what you do with that privilege. So if you can use your privilege to help, someone that you know is not on the same level. You should be doing that because everybody deserves an equal shot at everything. Um, someone else that I think very highly of in the World of Warcraft community is Quissy TV. She's a classic streamer and I adore her to pieces. I found her randomly um, and I was just like hooked. She just has this like, hell yeah, persona where like she goes in there, she don't care. She does hardcore leveling with her like white armor and I'm like, I get to level four in classic and I'm dead. What are you doing? Like, I understand. Like she's just this badass queen and I support that. <laughs> and I also really like Baisy TV. Baisy TV uh, in BFA was like a rank one boom kid in Mythic Plus. He is one of the most down to earth, calm, wonderful people. You can ask him anything that deals with Boomkin or Moonkin, whatever you call it, and he just knows, and he will help you, and like, just one of the most soothing voices, and he streams later, so it's like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. it's just, <laughs> hello, like, it's so calm, I'm like, yes! Like, <laughs> he's also a damn snack, so I'm just saying, like, he's gorgeous, but, <laughs> but he's wonderful, and like, I, I've got money that he will be partnered very soon on Twitch as well, but like, those three people, because they all bring something different, uh, but it's all circulating around, like, like learning and growing and just being a decent human being. And I respect the hell out of those three content creators for what they can bring, because it's, like, it's huge. <laughs> yeah, and it's important that, you know, all of those, we have those voices, like you just said, you know, having that sense of inclusiveness and people, you know, a haughty kind of help my confidence with streaming because I was like hang on a minute and, you know, she's a little bit older than me not that much but I was like she's killing it and she's mm -hmm. awesome and that's really because I struggled but you know whatever you do what you got to do with and I saw her and I was like yeah I can do it 
it's fine. But she's she's really really cool. I haven't. Yeah. I know Quizzy. I haven't checked out. Uh, what? Just give us the other guy's name again. Uh, Bazy. Bazy. Yeah, B E Y Z I I T B. Wonderful. I can send that to you as well. Uh, Please do because we will yep. put all the links in the show notes. <laughs> Absolutely, yes, that yes. would be awesome. And if he's a damn snack, then obviously I need to go and have a look. <laughs> 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 but that wraps up the standard questions. So I'm going to hand over to Bricko, who will take the guest-specific ones. Now, I did mention this to Sal, folks, at the beginning before we turned on the the stream. My first question: It feels a little bit. I thought about it afterwards and I was like, I'm not sure I'm happy with this question. But then you guys all sent in some amazing community questions that are actually quite kind of, they're quite journalistic, I would say, some of them. Um, so the first question's a little bit more lighthearted for Sel this week. Um, but I will let Bricko take those and I will re-interact with chat and make sure that they're all behaving. I can see lots of haughty chicken love in there. Um, and some notes about all the gamers being cool, which I am absolutely down with. Uh, but I will. I'll hand over to you, Bricko, my friend. You're not old. We're the same <laughs> age, man. All right, all right. You're, you're only as old as you feel, right? Yeah. Well, I'm not feeling anyone. So what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, Cell Heels, you paid the tribute to Hottie Chicken by creating the character Naughty Turkey. Your makeup was so good. That was such a good clip, by the way. I love that. Um, how your, your makeup was super good. How did, how much practice did you put in? to that look uh, did so if you saw that clip i um i got that was the first time <laughs> no that was the first it's time awesome. that I, I did honey i did so i hey, have been a drag could do makeup <laughs> oh my God. i did do a drag stream earlier on but i actually had one of my friends who's a makeup artist come my very first time and she painted me and then the second time, I just kind of like dabbled when I was streaming because I have a, my drag character name is mispronounced because I don't read so good. <laughs> <laughs> and then for Hottie Turkey, I was like, okay, I'm going to find what stands out. So my makeup may have looked better, but I also had some really big staples, I think, which may have helped what it actually looked like. Because um, I did have like, I had a perfect wig for Hottie. I feel like sure. it was perfect. I got the red bow. I got the red glasses. Like I... <laughs> I, I got it ready on stream that day. That is what Hottie Turkey was. So I got ready maybe 30 minutes before I went live. And we were good to go from that point. <laughs> awesome. yeah, I don't do drag. I don't do makeup very often. But I was like, I wanted, like, I adore Hottie. And I was like, this is an opportunity. And I studied Hottie. I had everything down. I had the mannerisms. The accent was a little, well, but the rest of it I had. Yeah. It was impressive. It was cool. Thank now you. it was absolutely spot on and I've, I've said to uh Hordy chicken since that it is a for a woman to be done in drag is like the highest compliment because the icons get it you know like Cher, madonna bob streisand yep. so she's up there now she's got to take absolutely. that she's got to take it <laughs> sorry i'll let you carry on brick i was interrupting <laughs> <laughs> just that was just awesome again nice nice work that was Thank awesome you. it was incredible yeah what are you looking forward to most with BlizzCon Line here in a month, I think, right? Yeah, it's coming up. Um, 
I don't know, actually. I'm kind of like, I've tried very hard to not get any spoilers and like see what's coming to it because I never do. I've never been to BlizzCon before and I would love to go at some point, but I've had the virtual tickets in the past. People have gifted them to me or whatever. And I've liked to watch like the announcements, um, but I don't actually research before it comes live because it's kind of like an expansion. This is the first expansion I played the beta beforehand. I like that surprise. I like sure. seeing what they bring in. So... There's nothing that I, I know that's happening right away. I'm just interested to see how they're going to bring everything in. Um, I think I'm most excited for the announcements coming up. Um, if you don't know, I, I love Overwatch. I don't play it a ton because it tilts the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I played Overwatch since it was in beta. So I'm really excited to hear the progress, maybe a date for Overwatch 2. So I'm hoping that we'll get a little bit more information on that. Um, I'm also interested to see if they're going to talk about some of the ongoing issues with the current expansion that we are right now, because there are a few pretty big issues going on in the new retail version for Shadowlands, such as the gearing for PvE. That is a really hot topic for us. So I'm wondering if they're going to take that as an opportunity, because I can't see them fixing it right now, but maybe for the next tier. Um, but I would like to see if they're going to address the item level from doing five-man Mythic Plus content, if they're going to talk about loot drops, maybe a vendor coming in where you can get currency, like similar to PvP. Because I think the biggest thing I hear from people is that they're not enjoying the loot drops. And like, I get it. If I can clear a Mythic Plus 15, which isn't the easiest thing in the world to do, especially for your average player, how come that gear isn't equivalent to rating Heroic? Yeah. Like, I, I've, done, I've rated 10 of 10 Heroic and I've done the 15s and I would say arguably doing a five man plus 15 is harder than clearing 10 of 10 Heroic. So why is that gear 210 versus a 213? Like, I think they should at the very least do Heroic item level. Or maybe just do heroic item level if you time said key. So I'm really interested to see what they're going to address. Because um, Ian did say in the last interview he had that they realize the PvE community is upset. And then it doesn't feel good spending 10 hours or clearing 10 bosses and not getting a damn thing. Like, that doesn't feel good. <laughs> it doesn't feel good. So I'm, I think that's the biggest thing for me is what the plan is and if they're going to talk about it. Yeah, I went from a loot fire hose to... Uh... A trickle. a trickle like all at once i think that's they implement I, I i do agree it needed to slow down a little i think but boy to stop it all together almost it just doesn't seem right well and like i've been really fortunate on luda my shaman like she's 216 i get a quite decent drops but i'm but for my vault like i got so tilted i've oh. done a few things where i've gotten gear and they've got sockets in them but I'm wearing something that's heroic 213 with not ideal stats, but that's better for me because Int weighs so much more as a healer, at least for the sure. Shaman, than that piece of 207 from doing a 13. And again, like, I think I would like to see if you, if there's stats, and maybe Raider IO has this, where you can look up the average players that are doing 15s plus versus your average players doing 10 to 15 versus under nine. And I think your average player who's not rating mythic is probably doing nines and under. So maybe that gear should stay at like the, the 203 item level, but doing a nine at 203 versus doing a 15 for seven more item level is not, yeah. no ma'am. Mm -mm, that's right, not right. the, it's hard. Like we uh, timed a bunch of those 15s I said for my Keystone Master with like 20 seconds to spare. That is not a lot of time to get it all done and make sure no one dies and you're in his <laughs> potting. And if they want to make that more like a challenge mode, then bring back 10 man rating. And don't tell me that flex rating is 10 man rating because it's not. <laughs> <laughs>
that's on period. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so how are you finding the EU well community versus the NA? So I've only... I've been on the EU for, I was on it a little bit before Shaolin's, and now I've got a druid who's 54. So I haven't done a ton with um, like raiding or doing keys or any of that so far to this point, but I do have a decent following of EU people. So this Saturday or last Saturday, yeah, <laughs> um, I didn't actually play on my EU. I didn't have time. It's, it's hard to try to split time between three characters, <laughs> especially right now. So I, I've got my rest of Shaman, who's my main, followed by my Druid, who's a tank and a healer. And now I'm trying to do an EU Druid, but that is going to be way more casual for me, I think. Um, but it's so nice to see. So like I did a couple dungeons and like people who were 60 from my stream, like, oh, we're coming in to do some dungeons with you. And like Apollo has followed me around where we're not faced and how we build things. Because when you boost a Druid, that gear is terrible. Like you can't feel like yeah. you're <laughs> So it's been nice to see like the help, but I don't think I can compare them in terms of like doing a higher end content um for me personally my content is doing higher end content so i would like to compare what it's like doing an eu mythic plus versus doing an na mythic plus because i i have heard a lot of rumors on both eu and na that bathroom people don't do them because the communities are super toxic and i mean i feel like you can flip a coin and you never know who you're going to get if you're pugging. Maybe they're going to be the sweetest person like Demi you've ever met in your life. Or maybe they're going to be <laughs> a raging asshole like someone I don't know. And like that could be like, you don't know what you're going to get when you bring somebody in. Right. You could also get somebody in who paid for all their carries and that does yeah. no damage. And how do you respond to that person who's basically lied to you for how good of a player they are? <laughs> right. Right. Like, and I think like, Raider IO needs to go away, but that's a different, yeah. different topic. <laughs> I like I like the idea of it, but just as a number, I have two keys left as a 15, and I'm getting declined to 14s because my IO is not 1,400. Yes. To get 1,400, you have to do all of the keys on like a 16 or a 17, and I'm getting declined. I, whatever, but... Oh, I think it's a good idea, but it's just being executed poorly. But back to the, the community, I don't know if I have enough to compare on both. So far, they've both been wonderful to me, but I haven't got into that higher-end content yet. Good for you. That's that's good to hear. Yeah. Hashtag community. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to our community questions section of the show. And we have a couple for you from some names that you might recognize and the first uh, the first two actually oh i think i'm going to cough just bear with me a minute no, no. <laughs> it's not covid it's just <laughs> i did actually have i i uh, this is a complete aside but i got pulled out of the hat to do our random government testing to see if i had covid this week and uh, oh. it was negative no surprises okay. there but <laughs> I'd like to know if I've actually had it. That would be more useful at this point. But anyway, uh, right. Let's get back to back on track, folks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Lar Laria, the lovely Laria, uh, has asked two questions. What has been your all-time favorite raid fight to heal in any raid? And thinking ahead, what do you predict or hope the next Shadowlands raid will be? theme, zone, any ideas on those? So let's start with your favorite raid fight so far. That's hard. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say probably uh, it's in that the current raid actually. Yes. I love healing the dancing fight in Castle 
I love that fight so much. It is so fun. It's heavy movement, but not too heavy where you actually have a second because like nothing really happens while you're dancing. Um, the the NPCs are wonderful. Damage can happen in an instant. And it's like a lot that you're not prepared for if something bad happens. Like I really like that because it's not so much so calculated, I guess. Like if you look at some of the other fights, if you're a disc priest, as an example, and I do think disc priests need a nerf to spirit shell, but if you are <laughs> a disc priest, you know every time when a big damage is going to happen. So you can like think ahead what to do. Whereas like a shaman or a druid or a holy priest, you're more of a reaction. You need that damage to happen first and then you can do something. I like the dance fight because you can't always predict when it's going to happen. Maybe someone's missed a kick. Maybe the ad didn't die fast enough. Maybe we didn't push the boss fast enough. So there's this always this constant like damage that's going to happen. And your spirit's telling me nothing to me, Haney. (laughs) 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 I really like that fight. And I think it's because I feel like all the healers are more on an even playing ground versus like a fight like Hunts or Shriekwing where you know when your damage is going to happen and what to do before it happens. Because nothing is better than being like, let's drop a healing tag. And you're like, oh, the whole raid took no damage because spirit gel just took it all. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. I think that's my favorite fight. Cool. Yeah. And then um, the second part of Lyria's oh. question was, what do you predict or hope um, for the next Shadowlands raid? <sighs> well, so because we're starting with Venthyr, like my heart wants to be like, let's go do that one but i don't think it's going to be i think because we're doing we started in venthyr and i love the venthyr i love the revendron i love everything about it but we started there and uh my shaman is venthyr so doing the the campaign potential spoiler sorry everybody um doing that campaign you see a lot of overlap with um meldraxxus yeah so i'm assuming we're gonna have a raid next spun over there but that might also be the last one because if you remember the cutscenes in the very beginning the leader disappeared when Draca took over, right? So, like, maybe that's going to be our final one. There's also a conspiracy that the Jailer is actually the former leader of Maldraxxus. I will, because you, I will not worship that him as that my It might not. Hell no. Maybe, or not him, but the guy who's chained up that doesn't oh, know who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that I totally buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the theory that that was him or that the jailer is that person and the right jailer is actually the rune carver. But that's why they've got no memory. They don't know where they're oh. from. So there's a whole lot of conspiracy theories. So... I'm, I'm hoping Arnhem Wheel, but I feel like we're going to go to Meldrax's Nest just because of the overlap involving with the campaigns and the storylines. I think that would make the most sense. Um, I'm not worried about though, because no matter what it is, we're going to slay it. So, <laughs> <Ready? Right. laughs> there we are. Especially with that attitude. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and the next community question comes from Ms. Teacher Gamer. And she's asked, what keeps you smiling? One of the things I love about Cellstream is that big smile. That and the fact that there's a contagious laugh will come be coming along at some point, no matter what's going on. It brightens my day. <laughs> That's so sweet. And I hate my laugh. It sounds like a damn cackle. <laughs> um, but people seem to like it. Um, I don't know. I feel like... I, every day, like, everyone has a bad day. Everybody has bad days. But I was brought up, and I'm a firm believer that if you dwell on whatever's pissing you off that day or putting in that bad state, you're never, it's going to ruin your entire day. So no matter what I do, I try to put a spin on it. If something shitty happens to me, like maybe, I have a flat tire today. 
first thing in the morning, you go to your vehicle, you got a flat tire, you're going to be in a ticked off mood for probably a few hours minimum. But then you can be like, well, at least I wasn't on the middle of the, on the freeway, minus 40, stuck in a ditch. Like, there's different <laughs> scenarios. So I, I know yeah. something bad can happen, but I'm okay. I'm still here. Like, I'm, I don't know. I, <laughs> I smile a lot. I laugh a lot. And I do think that, like, laughter is is a cure to so many things. Like that might sound stupid or like, like a herbal met remedy or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I'm bandwagon. But I do think that if you are smiling and you're laughing regularly, I mean, don't be faking. And if you, if you need help, you need to seek help. But like, if you can smile and you can think of like a positive thing, that's going to make your day so much better. It's going to make your life lighter. Like it just, I think it helps take some of the burdens away from you. So I, I'm always smiling. I'm always laughing. Just make sure I have some tea or coffee beside me in the morning and we're going on great. <laughs> I mean, see, with no tea in my life first though. Ooh, look out. <laughs> well, yes, I was sipping a cup of Earl Grey when we got started. So yeah, we all need tea. The um the chat was all saying how much we all love your laugh, so I don't think. Oh. And <laughs> <laughs> um, our last question from the community comes from the wonderful Frasley, and she asks, "What would you tell your teen self now that you are such an amazing shining light for the LGBTQIA two plus on Twitch, and you are a role model to me, and I love and respect you." I read that. I was like, of course I get a question like that. These <laughs> <laughs> are like, this one and the one from Laria. Lair- Lair- I was like, these guys are stealing my questions, man. <laughs> so uh, telling my, t- I'm going to just do two parts. So I'm going to talk about telling myself and then I'm going to talk about the, the light part of it yeah. afterwards. So if I can tell my teen self something now, I would tell them, it's going to get better and you'll find your people. Growing up, I had a really hard childhood. I don't know if everyone knows this or not. I grew up in a really small town, uh, farming town. Um, my father is physically disabled and he's been disabled since I was 10 years old. So spending a lot of time for me, I was at home on the farm working. I didn't really have any friends. And um, as you can all hear, I've got a, a more of a feminine sounding voice. I'm definitely, you can tell just what, like, I shouldn't say that it's an offensive phrase. Sorry, but most people can tell that I've definitely um, been with a male once or twice in my life. <laughs> and uh, I was picked on. I was bullied a lot because of that. Um, there was a time, and I, I wrote this out when I turned 30. There was a time when I was, I think I was like, 14 or something and my mom bought me this green wool turtleneck sweater and I loved that sweater and my sister's three years older than me so she was in grade 12 and I was in like grade nine (laughs) and I went walking down one of our school hallways in a small town like my graduating class was 20 25 people something like that and there were uh there was four or five older kids that were in that hallway and they weren't particularly rude to me but they knew who I was and like you know when you you see somebody and you're just like, ooh, I think you're a bad apple. But whatever. I had to walk down and there was three on one side of me and there were two on the other side of me. And as I was walking through, um, they spit on me and they threw handfuls of like, I didn't know what it was at the time. It was white, big handfuls of flour. And they coated my green wool sweater mm-hmm. and... I did everything in my body. I remember this to keep myself from like getting teary eyed. Like, no, like 
but boys don't cry, men don't cry. You suck it up. You keep walking. You don't get, and I remember that was going through my head in that time. And I went into like the office at the time because it was right in front of the office. They would have seen me anyways. And I started to lose it. And my sister came running. My sister's 4'11 <laughs> and like a hundred pounds wet. And she came in and saw me. She grabbed me by the hand. She went right back to those five dudes and she ripped them new assholes. Like they were like, shaking and she got names and like she grabbed, she pinned these big dudes up against like lockers. She was pissed. Nice. But. When you're growing up and you're a kid, like looking back, I can laugh at that. But like in that moment, y- you start to think about your self-worth and like who you are, like that it doesn't matter. And like, that's when people have some really dark thoughts about themselves. And I'm not going to go into detail. We all know what we're talking about. And uh, growing up that way, not having a lot of friends, like my friends were my goats and my rabbits and my cow. I spent so much time with our animals and I just couldn't connect with people uh, and I also had really bad acne when I was younger. Like I was, I was on medication because it was really bad. Mac or acne, acne is even a word. But I was bullied for the way that I talked, the way that I walked, my face for having acne everywhere because I was gay. I had some person do a presentation, and when they were done in front of the entire class, this woman decided to tell the entire class that I was gay. She didn't know it yet, so I should wake up already. Uh, like I was definitely, I was bullied a lot as a kid in school. But, like, I think part of me thought that was just part of growing up because I was still, like, vice president of student council. Like, I would still do other things. And maybe that's why I I laugh or I smile more because I made it through that time. But, like, when you're a kid and maybe – I don't know what it's like being in a big school. When you're a kid who doesn't have, like, a friend or you don't have, like, that common – anything common with anybody, like – uh, there was like the popular kids, the jocks, and then like the others, and then there was me. Um, like, and I put myself in a different category because I didn't, I didn't fit in with anybody, and I just kind of like I tried to be nice to everybody. I would talk, I would be funny, but I never had that and that connection. And like in a small town, if you graduate, typically you've got some friends. And like my sister, who is three years older than me, uh, her best friends are six of them. They're the same age. They went to school together. Me, I'm thir- I'll be thirty three in June, so I graduated at eighteen. I have not talked to one person from my high school since I graduated. And I think that's kind of rare now. I feel like a lot of people still are connected via Facebook or whatever. And um, like, I've had someone follow me, but I've never actually had that, that like tight friendship. And I would tell myself that like, this is the hard part of your life. You just need to suck it up. You got a few years left. And then you're out of it and you will find your people. Like even now I don't have a ton of like real life connections or friends that I'm yeah, real life. Let's do that. Right. <laughs> um, a lot of my friends, like I am like, I've mentioned Fakrit, who's my mod, Critigel. Um, She actually, I met her last year and Lord Chewy, they flew out to see me. Um, and they're two of my best friends. I have a matching tattoo with one of my other really good friends who's in Tennessee. We have worked at, my work tattoo is on my left ass cheek and hers is on <laughs> her rib. Um, but we had a Call of Duty clan. Like you can have really strong, solid foundation friendships that aren't necessarily side by side. And I know... Um, this is another dark situation, uh, but I've talked about this before on my stream, so it's public knowledge. In October, I was sexually assaulted, and when that happened to me, I I reached out to these online friends that don't exist, as some people think, and they were all right there. Some were ready to fly out to see me through a pandemic because of what happened to me, and like that to me is much more stronger than a friendship than someone I haven't seen in twenty, like or talked to in twenty years. Like these relationships are real, so I would tell 
myself as a teen, like, it's going to get better. It's going to get easier. You are not some fat, ugly kid who deserves nothing and you're not unloved. Like, I went through a very dark path. And like I said earlier, I'm lucky to be here. And I mean that when I say that. There was definitely a very dark, a dark period for me when I was younger. And I don't think if I would have streamed in my earlier 20s that I would have been the person that I am today. I'm glad I waited till I was like pushing 30 to get into that because I think um, I wouldn't have the same message that I would have had if I was like 20. And even as I got older, like I started streaming just before I turned 30 and I wasn't afraid of streaming for someone to be like, oh my God, you sound gay. I was afraid to scream that someone's going to come and be like, oh my God, you're fat and ugly. Like that's what I was afraid. And I've had that happen once. I had someone ask me to moo. And I was like, can I get a hot dog? But (laughs) I've had it happen to me once in almost three years. So like, I think people have to take those risks and you have to like put yourself out there, whether it's for the good or for the bad, but like you're going to grow as a person. So like biggest thing, you're going to get through it. You're going to grow. You're going to be fabulous. And you're going to get some sick tattoos out of it. Like I'm just letting you know. And for the like, the light, I don't know if I, if I like that part of the question. Um, <laughs> it's very nice to say, but I don't think that I have done anything yet to deserve the honor of being told that. Like, I just turn my web camera on and I stream wow and I try to connect with people. I'm not, I'm not trying to do something to, um, to take away and like, I don't want anyone to feel like I have spoken for them. Like, I know I I get these conversations a lot with some of my other LGBTQIA plus content creators. And um, I don't know where I stand on some of these hotter topics. Like someone had told me that um, I'm not really being a good representation because I'm not hosting POC LGBT or trans people regularly after I'm done with streaming. And I don't know where I stand because I don't want to... I never want to tell somebody's story, but I also want to be an ally because all I can do is talk about my experiences as a gay male. So I don't know what it's like to be anything else. I just want everyone who's in that umbrella or in your regular life to know that I respect you and that I will always support you. But I, I don't know. Like I think there's a lot of really good LGBTQIA plus content creators that are out there. And um, it's an honor to be told that, but I don't want... Um, I don't want to offend anybody by having someone... I I hear this kind of regularly, and it's very sweet, but there are so many people that are trying to change the world. I just want someone to have a little bit of safe spot, like a little breath where they can just breathe, take off their uh, their rough exteriors, and just be themselves, I guess, if that makes sense. That's a wonderful thing to say to me, but I don't know that I'm comfortable when people say that to me, because I feel like... What if I misspeak? What if I misstep? I'm like, that's bound to happen. We see it all the time. And like cancel culture is so strong. We've all seen that. I don't, I don't ever want to do something that is going to have someone come back at me in a, in like a negative light. Uh, I try to think before I speak, doesn't always happen, but I try to. <laughs> and I'm always ready to clap back if someone's going to come at me. But I just want to be like recognized as a person that people can feel safe being around. Well, awesome. I think that, what chat's saying is having that person uh, be visible, you know, making yourself visible helps an awful lot of other people realise that they can be accepted and that, you know, you might not think you're being a shining light, but other people will see you that way because they will recognise that through you being you, they can then go on and be themselves. 
Um, and and I get what you're saying because if people put you up on a pedestal, it can be very hard to then you if you do then make a fuck up, you might feel like you're letting those people down. But there's a great quote by Jamelia Jamil that says, "I want progress, not perfection." Because if I was gonna if I'm gonna say that I'm perfect straight away, then I've got nothing to learn, I've got nothing to grow from, I've got nothing to improve on, and that means that all those people that are really shitty are never gonna change. They're never gonna learn. And I know I've made mistakes in the past. Does that make me a bad person? No, it means I've got to learn and I've got to make progress. So I think I think we can be too hard on ourselves, but I get what you're saying about not wanting yeah. to be up on a pedestal. And I think it's a, you've touched on some very, very interesting talking points there. So that was that was a fantastic question and a fantastic answer. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And that's probably the deepest question we've ever had on this show. So thank you to Fazli and thank you to Self for answering it so eloquently. That was really good. Now, I know that I'm just going to say um, there were some uh, difficult topics that Sel touched on in there. So what I will do in the show notes is make sure that there are some links to support. Um, if anybody uh, feels that those things have brought up anything for them, we'll put some show notes in, uh, some links in the show notes uh, for some support networks for those things. Um, and the guys in the chat, if you want anything like that, um, just DM me uh, at Demetinoth on Twitter and I will send you some. We have some mental health support links on um, our website as well. Um, so I'll add to that. Um, so if there is anything there that you feel you need to discuss with a professional, then we'll get some of that support network up for you because that is very, very important. Um, oh! That is almost the end of the interview. <laughs> there are just two questions for you, Sal. How can people find you? And is there anyone you would like, like to give a shout out to? Oh, lovely. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Sal Heels. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch, the same tag. I'm also on Instagram, but I'm really bad with Instagram. Like really bad with I'm Instagram. Shit Instagram. <laughs> uh, I was working on YouTube, but I've kind of decided to put that on hold. Uh, I thought I was doing too much, maybe. Um, so I've paused my YouTube, but there are still some really good videos out there for things like Voodoo. If you're a healer, you want to learn how to like customize it. So like you can find me on there as well. I'm the only cell heels in the world right now. So like good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to shout out. Um, it's actually a couple that streams, uh, Generic Live. They are uh, former Mixer partners, and I really like I really like their content. I think that um, the, you, when they stream, they've got both their cameras and both their perspectives, a healer and a damage, or they were double damage her a bit, and they're so wholesome. They're funny. They do amazing cosplays, and I think they're a really good face for WoW. So I would definitely, if you haven't checked out Generic Live, go and do so, because I think that they are, like, they're a really big deal, and I think you'll really like their content. Apparently they are streaming right now in cosplay. So uh, oh, I have seen their dwarven cosplays and they are yeah. so good. So, so Very good. good. So yeah, um, we may well send the stream over there when we finish up here. Uh, so we have some community heroes. Do you want to read these out, Bricko? I would be honored, Demi. Okay. If you go with those and then I will round us off with our own reviews and shout outs. Okay, terrific. So, from LFR, a casual Warcraft podcast, they want to nominate at Retake Control, also Verde, for doing the awesome logo for their show, as well as being an all-around awesome guy. 
I'm also doing it from this account, the LFR, a casual cat podcast account, because it gives a cheap plug on air and he has no shame. That's from Decorus. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's well said. We get a lot for at retake control. He's a good dude. Yeah. Um, and then at Gillen said, I better give at Talvi online a shout out. And not just because she's sitting in front of me, <laughs> smiley. Uh, streams both Warcraft playing and Warcraft painting. Not to be mistaken with Mario Paint, obviously. <laughs> Likes a laugh and always gets lost. <laughs> so that sounds interesting. <laughs> so Talvi's so, just been interviewed by Syl as well on Whispers of War. So if you haven't oh, heard of Talvi online, you'll be able to catch up with her and find out what she does on the next episode. I think it's the next episode of Whispers of War. I will soon find out then, because yes. I love Syl's show. Yeah, we all love, <laughs> we all love a bit of Syl. She's a lovely, lovely lady. And before now, the outro... Yes, well, we've got some... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> on, on air production meeting. <laughs> I just want to say it was an absolute honor to meet you, Sal Heels. It was, oh, thank you. I had a wonderful day. They're a wonderful morning. You're all both fantastic as well. Thank you guys so much for uh, for asking me to be on the show. It was a ton of fun. <laughs> it was our absolute pleasure, and thank you for being so open with us and talking about some pretty, you know, tough yeah. topics there and just, you know, trusting us to, to discuss them. It was... And helping people. I, I had to kind of look away at a moment or two there because I, there was a lot of stuff there that resonated with me as well. Um, Something in your eye? So yes, yes, yes. But that th those are those are topics for another time. Maybe yeah. you know on another after hours show when uh, we've done the Demi's dating disasters, we'll talk about some of those <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, but we don't have any reviews this week. That's absolutely fine. But we do have, and I'm going to go over to my second screen to look at this because I got. A bit of a weird email, and I'm not sure how, I think this is genuine, but I'm just going to read it for you all. Um, so I'll move my mic a little bit so that I can do my reading voice. <laughs> Hello, how's it going? Hope all is well. I have some cool information that might interest you. Your podcast, The Third Faction, has good performance in Apple podcast rankings in the last 30 days. Position six in category video games in Saudi Arabia. Position 23 in category Leisure in Saudi Arabia. Position 88 in category Video Games in Sweden. This data is provided by podstatus.com. Happy podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't remember signing up to this thing. I don't They're remember awesome. <laughs> like, doing anything with that. I think Sweden is probably down to uh, my guildy Noki. I think that's probably just him. I don't know. It was, sure. it was, I was just like, this is some really weird numbers. I've never seen, I would never have thought of that. But anyway, it was all just a bit of fun. I haven't clicked any links or anything <laughs> in it. And I won't follow up with it. We'll leave it as it is. Yes, Capo's just saying the big sell is coming. They're going to try and catch your money. I haven't got any money, so they're going to be looking. Yeah. Anyway, uh, one last thing for us to do before I head on with the outro. This week... On the 29th of January, which will be the day that this show goes live, there is a 24-hour stream hosted by none other than Chumpa Chump, Yazawak, Louie and Deadweight Design, three of who are now in my guild, 
which is a bit of a shock for me. We've turned into a streamer guild overnight. <laughs> they are hosting a 24-hour stream for Special Effect, which is a charity working to level the playing field for gamers with physical disabilities around the globe. And you can watch them all on twitch.tv. We'll put the links in the show notes. You can show your support just by watching, by tweeting about them, and even enjoying some gameplay with them if you happen to be on the EU servers. I will be there, as will many of my guild, I'm sure. I won't be there for the full 24 hours, though, because, goodness me, I would be dead. <laughs> I just can't do that. At the most, about five hours in this chair is enough for me right now. Um, but that's it for this week, folks. Thank you again to the absolutely marvellous Cell Heels. It's been a real honour to speak to you today. Thank you, thank thank you to you. It's awesome. <laughs> we will be back in another two weeks with another interview, a round of community heroes, and more from the world of Warcraft. Until then, you can visit the website at thirdfaction.com with links on where to find me, Rico, and the show. You can email us, just like the guys from uh, Pod Status, <laughs> on the Third Faction Show at gmail.com. If you would like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash the Third Faction Show. We will always be free, but your support does help us cover the costs and will enable us to bring you things like Demi's Dating Diaries and the After Hours Podcast. <laughs> you can leave us a review on your chosen podcast platform or over at warcraftradio.com forward slash directory. And if you don't want to do any of that, you can just tell your friends about us. Please remember, always be learning and don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs>